And now, for your listening pleasure, the Blazing Defender Report with your host, Travis Jones. What's going on, everybody? The Blazing Defender Report is back Man, it's been a it's been a hiatus. It's been a hiatus. Been a bit of a hiatus. Been reading comics, but uh, right. with a stack so big, I had to bring in a roving correspondent in the field. Big Sam. Big Sam's in the house. I try this big. You gotta have Big Sam. I tried to say it smooth. Yeah, you did. I tried you, to say you're it smooth. Very white. Yeah, very you know, white. very very white. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank thank you for making us part of your week. Uh, we have still been reading comic books, tons of comic books. Just our schedules uh, with having to work for a living, uh, which sucks. But we're uh, back together today to try to try to get some of these books knocked out for you. Try to tell you what we thought was cool this week, uh, the past few weeks. Actually. Yeah, a couple weeks. Yeah, a couple weeks, uh, and to let you know what we thought was good, work maybe worth your dollar. Who, um, who knew that we lifted weights so that we could carry our pull lists? That's <laughs> right, crazy. Right. It, if only lifting weights could get my pull list each week, I'd be bigger. Yeah, that'd be nice. That would be That would nice. be nice. Yeah, like, you got to come in and do 315 eight times, you get eight books. That'd be awesome. That'd be fucking Man. awesome, wouldn't it? Man. It's not. It's like, uh, oh, eight books, $35. Right, Thanks. yeah. And let me kick you in the fucking nuts. Yeah. Oh, oh your statue came in. <laughs> That's that's oh, fun. God, yeah. That's fun. Oh, your your Batman Hot Toys payment comes out this week. <laughs> right. Awesome. Right. Uh, speaking of Batman Hot Toy, the Nightmare Batman, I just recorded and put up this morning a uh, opening. Um, I actually got it home and did not open it right away. I couldn't believe that. Yeah, I had to. I had to get things set up, man, so I could sh- share it with people. Because some people don't even know what fuck a hot toy is. Which is uh, crazy. Which is good. Good for them. Good yeah. for them. Good for good them. Good for you if you do not know what it yeah. is. Uh, because if you're like me, I'm addicted to them now. Um, and I would have all of them, but I'm not a millionaire. And right. even if I was a millionaire, I don't know if I could afford all of them. Yeah, I don't know. They get some ridiculous it's, shit uh, in there. It'd be harder to hide them from, from your wife. Uh. Yeah, a lot. Of <laughs> that would be tough. I, I'm, I, any day now, I'm gonna get busted. Any day, yeah. I'm gonna get busted. But, just, just say it's mine, like some old porn yes. when you, you know, you were. Oh, Sam, let me have yes. it. I just make everybody think it's a, it's a trick of the camera. I make everybody think it's mine. Right. Yeah. Right. We're yeah, just doing it for the ratings. We're just doing it for the ratings. For the ratings. <laughs> Maybe Hot Toys are sponsors. Speaking <sighs> of sponsor, uh, wouldn't that be fucking awesome? Right. Sponsor uh, our wallet. I do not have the loot crate read in front of me. Uh, what? It's just well, it's just November, so I'm sure it's different. Because oh, yeah, it ended just, in October, yeah. mm-hmm. there probably is a Luke Cape read, but I do not have it. So right. I apologize, but it will be in the show notes. Uh, check it out. They have a new subscription box. It's a Marvel Comics subscription box. Okay. But there's, there's a caveat. All right. It's 39 fucking dollars. Oh. Yeah. It's I don't know if it's a mega box. Looks like a big ass box. This month... Uh, the box is Str- Mr. St- Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. That makes uh, sense. Obviously, makes for the, sense for the fucking movie, right? Uh, and I, there's going to be like some exclusive collector's item stuff in it. Mm. But for forty bucks, or fucking should be. Yeah, but for I, forty bucks, he should cast a spell over it. <laughs> <laughs> like some, yeah, oh my god, that'd be awesome. 
awesome. some crazy shit pops out. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be cool. Awesome. That'd be cool as shit. Yeah, I'd pay for that. Uh, I think there's you a want... cape in it. What? Full size? There was a guy in the you had to get online and look at it, but there's a guy that's kind of like it maybe just pull out the, the ad. Yeah. But like he's opening the box, but he's got like in the next picture he's got like a cape on. Damn. You know how like in the in the in the trailer he goes like this and his fucking cape goes on, which is yeah. fucking awesome. Right. Looking by the way. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's in it. I have no fucking idea what's in it. I would wear that cape and just run around saying the hoary hordes of Hogorth or whatever, <laughs> like ten times. Till just till Amanda got super pissed off. And I'd do it one more time and then I'd stop. I would just like to see you say that. That makes that shit is hard, man. <laughs> I, I struggled hard. with that right there. <laughs> Yeah, I, I appreciate it. Watch, it out watch out, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> Cumberbatch. Yeah, I'm coming. Uh, check out the coupon code. It's Giant Size Team Up Network. No, Giant Size yeah, Team not Up. Not Network. Not Network. Don't, don't go to Giant Size Team Up Network. Do that. But put Giant Size Team Up in the coupon code. You'll save, save some loot on your loot crate. All right. Do you want that. Do you want to try to wing it real quick and be like it's a geeky box game for gamers and such? Uh, no, not really. All right, we're, we're not going for <laughs> it. If you don't know what Loot Crate is, the best thing to do is go to the website. But you can get exclusive gear. Uh, they've got pretty cool T-shirts. Um, it covers a wide range of stuff: Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Uh, Pokemon shit. Pokemon? Yes. Okay. Aliens, that's big uh, shit. Anything that's relevant in pop culture. Firefly from the from the, the Oh TV yeah, that show. was that was good. Um yeah, I've got some I've got some Firefly stuff in a couple of my loot crates. That's cool. I've gotten some really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely have. Um but yeah, check it out. Uh if you're into if you're watching this show, you're probably into that kind of thing. But uh I, I, check it out. Please check it out. It actually helps us out if you put in that coupon code. It lets it lets uh, Loot Crate know that you're watching, and you get to save some money. It's fucking win-win. Also, on the topic of win-win, for every five five-star iTunes reviews that we get, uh, Sam and I also do a show called Meatheads on Movies, which we're going to be doing an episode for Doctor Strange. Very soon. Very, very, very soon. Um but for every five five star reviews I get, I'm gonna give away a up to fifteen dollar trade paperback. Nice uh, to a random person. What nice. I'll do is I'll have a random generator. I'll probably do it on uh, on a video to show you that there's nothing fishy going on. And uh, I'll, you send me the link on Amazon of what trade you want. I buy it. Construct your fucking door. Bing bam boom. Now you're. If you wanted to get into comic books, you've got no fucking reason not to get into comic books. And if you don't think it's a fucking five-star show, lie to us. It's win-win. Yeah, put in five stars, you know, re- you know, get a chance to win a book, and then, like, blast us on the comments exactly. or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, this, the You're show right. wasn't shit, but I was trying to get a free comic. I'm trying to get a free yeah. comic. These dudes suck. But I want the free comic. Here's your five-star fucking review. Fuck all of you. Right. This is what I want if I win. So yeah. um, I'll make sure you don't win. But right. I still want the five-star review. No, really. Big, big I, Sam I will care. mysteriously win for the seventh straight month. I don't, <laughs> right. don't know how this keeps happening. Right. Well, how did my wife win? That's right. weird. Shannon doesn't even like she comics. Like comic books. It's uh, crazy. No, please do that. That'll help me out on iTunes as well. And it's iffy if Amanda can read, so I'm not sure. 
I'm not sure that would benefit her either. I'll I'll, I'll edit that. I'll you don't have to. I'll, she doesn't. I'll she doesn't. She doesn't watch this either. <laughs> right. She doesn't. She doesn't I'll read. Watch it either. Right. Thank she doesn't God. read or watch the right. show. So <laughs> you're good. Right. You're, you're covered all the way around. Straight. All right. Huge box of books. Well, Sam being the guest, I'm gonna have him. Yeah, because there's some of these books I haven't even gotten to yet. So. Sam, what's our what's the first book take, we're going to review for? Take today? it away, Sam. Take it away, Sam. Take it away, Sam. Okay, the first book we got here is Old Man Logan, issue twelve. It's it's the uh, fourth part of the last Ronin, which has been a pretty cool run. Very cool. I'm really like anytime, and you know, I'm not the biggest X Men or Wolverine guy. This is actually the only X Men book I get. Yeah, me too. I uh, try. I tried Extraordinary X Men because I like Jeff Lemire, but I didn't care for it, so I let it go. Um, I read Uncanny. Okay. Because I like Greg Land. Um, I like. I was plus, like, plus hey, you're tight with his family now. Oh, the dude at AutoZone. Yeah, the AutoZone guy. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that right. guy. But that's. He lives over in Indiana. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's really not. As crazy as I once thought it was. When he the dude said he, he needs Lane. to come he on the show. Yeah, he needs to come on the he show. He does need to come on the show. Or we can get um, Jay. Jay Leasting. Leasting, yeah. yeah we'll we'll come to your house, Greg Land, if you want us to. We will. I don't like coming to Indiana, but I'll do it for you. Right, yeah. We'll pay that toll or whatever. <laughs> so anyways, no. But any anytime Wolverine is, is in Japan, I think it's pretty awesome. Yes. You know, I'm a samurai fan and in those old school traditions and stuff like that. So all that stuff appeals to me. Yes. Um, not to mention that I think Sorrentino should be talked about as one of the best artists in comics right now. Absolutely. You know, I'm not going to flat out say he's the best, but he sh he's on the short list. There's, there's an argument. Yeah, he's on the short list. His layouts are incredible. Um, even if the, the, the writing and everything sucked in this book. It would be worth it just for the art. Yes, but but the writing and the story is fantastic, you know, and it and it flip flops between that old man Logan, originally written by Mark Millar, you know, his old stuff, and what old man Logan's going through now in the current mm -hmm. you know universe, um, and, and it's fantastic. It's fantastic. The, the, it's, it's bloody. Oh yeah, you if, know, if you're wanting in, and that was something to me that the Wolverine books hadn't been in a long time was violent yeah uh we haven't gotten uh, a book like that in a long time and then this when they brought old man logan from secret wars back into the mcu um they it has not suffered from any blood loss at all i mean it is as bloody as it gets now, i have not read this one yet and i was so pissed off at myself because i'm going through my stack for the show and I, I came to like four or five books I hadn't even fucking read yet. That's how many yeah. books I've been getting. That's crazy. But like here, I'm going to hold out some of these layouts Splash here. Page. Yeah, and look at this. You know, he's he's incorporating old ancient dragons as part of the layout. So you see some of the blood and, and all that going on. It, it is a violent, gory, raw book. It is. And, and I think it's awesome. It, it's one of the best books uh, every month. Like yeah. if you, if, as the year goes on, we'll, we'll probably be coming close to doing our end of our best books of the year show mm -hmm. old man logan's definitely in my top five yeah Has to be. i would i'd have to sit down and really look at my top five mm -hmm. but 
But it's up at the top. It's up at the it top. is. It's definitely up when there. When a book gets me excited every week that I see, or every month when it's on the shelves, I'm like, oh shit, you know, like yeah. I can't grab it fast enough. Yeah, I mean that that's that's a sign of a of a fantastic book. And it's it's if you're someone who does not want to be bogged down in a ton of dialogue and story. This book's for you, too. Jeff Lemire does a great job of just giving you exactly as much as you need. And he really lets Sorrentino tell the most of the story through the art. It, it, it's a it's a fantastic collaboration where the writer and artist are like fucking the same person. Yeah. And it's it's so fluid. And with Sorrentino's layouts, they're 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 grand. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot going on, and it could very easily distract from the story. But like I said, he and Lemire have a chemistry, and it's just – I can't wait to see what else they do well, uh, when they leave Old Man Logan. And the reason I initially picked this book up, because like I said, I'm not the biggest X-Men guy or anything, was because I read Lemire and Sorrentino collaborate in the New 52 on the Green Arrow mm -hmm. book, and it took that book from from terrible – to a fantastic book for you know 20 plus issues right so that's how they came together for old man logan i was like yeah let's let's give it a shot and you know i have not you've talked about that green arrow run before and i've not read yeah that. i think I, you'd love it yeah well, well i mean if i love this yeah i mean i look for that and the I'll, green I'll arrow's a gritty kind of type of yeah. character when he's done right you know right. like wolverine is right yeah so it's, a good team for, for for green arrow yeah yeah all right, uh, moving on to the next book. Uh, I'm going to do this one. Um, the Female Thor. The female Thor. Lady Thor. The Mighty Thor. Uh, this is issue 12, written by one of my all-time favorites, Jason Aaron. Um, and the reason I wanted to talk about this book is it is actually the origin story of Mjolnir, uh, Thor's hammer. Uh, last issue, we kind of got a glimpse of Mjolnir doing something that it's never done before. It actually manifested itself into a person. Uh, it was actually a copy of Jane Foster. Spoiler alert, if you didn't know Jane Foster was the female Thor, now you know. Yeah, you're not reading the book if you didn't You're not know reading that. the book. I mean, and, uh, it's been very good. I mean, it, it wasn't as, to me, as good as God Butcher and God Bomb were by, by Jason Aaron, but Aaron one of my favorite writers going today has he he has a way of writing these these Norse god mythologies yeah. and it's like he's it like it's it's something that's been in history well it's like i'm not a big thor fan so i'm not a fan of anyone apparently today right. <laughs> i don't like x men like you read this shit, right man? right i'm not the biggest thor fan and you and a couple other people were like man you have to read this god bomb and this god butcher and i was like yeah but i did and it was easily the best best uh, Thor story I've ever read. I mean, best Thor story yeah, ever. hands down. Hands down. Um, the Walt Simon stuff was good. Yeah, really good. Everything was awesome. Really good. This shit was just put Thor on a... Right. He's a god. He put him on that level. Yeah. It, it's just like, you know, saying Clyde Drexler was really good. Right. But then Jordan comes along, you know. Right, right. It yeah, doesn't exactly. diminish Clyde Drexler, but, but Jordan's still the man. Right. But actually, that God Bomb and God Butcher are two of the first books I recommend to people Me too. who are getting into comics. You know, yeah. like uh, Brian Cox, a uh, big fan of the show. Brian wanted to know what to read. And I, I, I give people two things. Yeah, I kind of got another personality. Brian, ex Marine, firefighter. Right. He, I knew he would like Thor. Mm -hmm. uh, Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. And God, God Bomb. 
or God Butcher was the first arc. Was yeah, it yeah I think God so. Butcher was the first arc. I always recommend that to people, and so far it's it's been a hit. For yeah, everybody. Luke, yeah. you know the guy we've talked about on the show before, who who we converted back into comics. Yeah, right, right. Uh, th- those were some of the first I recommended to him, and those were the first two trades he's bought since getting back into it. Awesome, absolutely loves them. You Good know. deal. Well, in this story, we get the origin story of Mjolnir. Uh, I was kind of really wondering how he was going to tell the story. And in epic Aaron fashion, like I said, he takes this Norse mythology and makes it his own. Like, there's no, I'm sure there's no story about the origin of Mjolnir other than what's been written. Right. But he's, he's making it a sentient being. And how, long story short, Odin was given a gift back in the day by the trolls of Uru. It was just a nugget of Uru. Now, we know that Uru was the, the material that Mjolnir is made from. It's a stone. It's a magic stone. It's a mystical stone. metal. Yeah, yeah, it's a mystical metal. The, one of the strongest things in, in, the, in the Marvel Universe, in the Norse God Universe. So, he, he was given this nugget. Now, Odin, being typical dickhead Odin... Uh, he was kind of pissed. Like, I saved these fuckers' life and I get a fucking worthless hunk of rock. Right. Okay? Well, then this, it was called the, the Tempest of Gods. Is that what, I think that's the what storm. it's called? The Tempest of Gods, this cosmic storm that formed and it was going to kill everything. Just, it took out cosmos, it destroyed stars, killed gods. Well, Odin's just not any god. He's the god of gods. And what he what he did was is he captured this storm in this nugget of Uru, okay, which is the strongest metal. He trapped it, and it's a it's a sentient storm, so it's actually alive. Mm-hmm. It's like a living force. So then, when he went to create the hammer, there you go. We're going to use the Uru. He gave it to the trolls. They worked for thousands of years on the construction of this this weapon that was worthy of Odin who'd saved everyone and in this Uru was this storm therefore this storm uh, which is I guess one of the reasons why he's the god of thunder right he controls this thunderstorm it was it was a thunderstorm this tempest of gods so an excellent story uh, and I went through it very very quickly. But another great caveat was, is if you remember the God Butcher story, uh, Thor goes to the library of gods, mm-hmm. the nexus of gods. And there's this huge library, and the librarian there is a fucking asshole. He is. And he hates Thor. I don't know if he hates Thor, but he gives Thor a ton of shit. Yeah. So then when, when, when Jane Foster shows up, he makes reference that, Oh, now it's a woman. Right. So it kind of it's kind of like through the through the eons or the millennia, the hammer has had different people. That's the way I took it. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I guess it's a story for another day. But he tells her the the origin story of it, and uh, then some other things happen. But basically, the the story is the origin of Mjolnir. Very, very, very cool uh, tale. Would you consider Jason Aaron the best current comic writer? Fuck. Yeah, I've been meaning to ask you this for a minute. We'll put you on the spot on the camera. I don't know. Okay. This is what I will say. Jason Aaron 
to me, is the most versatile writer in comic books today, maybe that I've ever seen. Okay. Uh, and I, the reason I say that is, like I said, he can tell these Norse god stories. Like, that's like, oh, that's his thing. Like, Rucka. Rucka's thing's crime. Uh, Brubaker is crime. Brubaker's crime. Rucka is like spy, war, history kind right. of stuff. Uh, Remender. It's like post apocalyptic, dystopian. Exactly. The world those, sucks. Those, they do other shit too, but those are their jams. Those mm-hmm. are what they, they, they thrive in. Aaron can do a story like this, and you go, oh my God, this is his jam. He can do a story like Scout, which is about uh, an FBI undercover agent on, a, on an Indian reservation. And you go, oh my God, this is his story. He can write Star Wars. Yeah. And he can make Han Solo sound like Han Solo, Luke sound like Luke, C3PO sound. I mean, he he's has do, the He's voice doing Doctor like, Strange. He's doing Doctor Strange, which if I if, if I had to put those in order, Strange would be at the bottom for me. Really? See, I think Strange is pretty awesome. I, no, I like it, it. It took a minute to pick up, but It did. It did. And it was typically not Aaron. He's doing Southern Bastards. Southern Bastards. Uh, again, uh, he did The Goddamned. Yeah. Which is it's not really Norse, but it's kind of set back in that time. Can't, can't that's that's probably the one I would put at the bottom. Yeah, they're right there. I love them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not yeah. saying it's bad. Not saying it's bad at all, but I, that's the reason I think Aaron is probably the one of the best, uh, if not the best, artist. It's because he's just so versatile. Ain't good. Like, let's call him the jack of all trades, master of none. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I really can't say that because if he just wrote stories like Thor, he'd go down as one of the best writers anyway. Mm-hmm. But he can do Star Wars, which I've absolutely loved. And the reason I love it is because he has the voices of all these characters. He's a, You could tell he's a fan of all these genres because he just understands the character so well. And you like him because he told Alan Moore to fuck himself. And I like him because he told Alan Moore to fuck himself. Right. And he's got a kick-ass beard and shit. <laughs> uh, his letter page, if you, if you ever read his letters page, yeah. oh my They're God. They're pretty funny. It's the best letters page. And I don't read letters pages. I think I was taking crap and I finished the book. I wasn't done crap yet, so I just... Well, let's read the letters page. And I was literally laughing out loud at some of this shit. Who else is like this? Uh, Brian K. Vaughn. His letters pages are phenomenal. Is it? Yeah. Aaron, well, like, I like it because he don't just, you know, oh, God, Jason, you're the best. He don't print those. He prints the ones where people rip his ass. Right. And his responses are fucking fantastic. Like, he rips their ass back, but it's, but it's not really passive aggressive, but it's, uh, he gives you reasons why what you just said was fucking stupid, you know? And, and like when Lady Thor, when he introduced Thor as a woman, people were like, ah, oh, you taking my favorite character and destroyed it, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, look, this is the story I always wanted to write. Not, it wasn't God Bomb, wasn't God Butcher, wasn't any of those. It was this story because it's never been done before. Mm-hmm. And... I'm not done with Thor, which comes out today, by the way. The Unworthy. Uh, the Unworthy, which I'm fucking so excited for. Who don't know is the story of the Briggs, and they have this humongous piece of land in upstate New York, 
and it's kind of become its own country inside of the U.S. Um, they play by their own rules. They have their own laws and they really don't let uh, outsiders in, you know, whether that's government officials, FBI or anything like that. They just rule themselves. Right. And the first issue opened up with the leader, who I believe his name is Jim, uh, going to prison and his wife kind of usurping the, the the throne, if you will. And so it's kind of followed how his and her sons don't necessarily agree with uh, her taking over and stuff like that. And she's put her foot down and now the family's with her. So in issue three, you know, it kind of goes into um, a flashback story of a member of Briggs land who just beat the shit out of his wife. And, and I think he whooped the kid too, if I remember right. Yeah. And so Jim Briggs and all of them come in and, and, you know, get him together and, and kick him out. But they also kick the woman out. They say, you're tainted now. This is a genetic thing. And we don't want your kid to grow up this way and their kids to grow up. We don't want that on Briggs land. So you're out too, which is a really heartless move. And his wife was like, don't, don't kick her out. You know, but he kicked her out anyways. Flash forward to now, and a very similar thing happens, and it shows how she deals with it in a different way. She's a different type of rule. She's still firm, still kick your ass if she needs to, but but she got a little bit more heart than her husband did, different way of ruling. And it ends with a couple of FBI agents trying to come into Briggs Land, and they get shot up and stuff like that. So that's going to be... Because the, the, I haven't read this issue yet. Is it the two, the two FBI agents that were investigating her from the beginning? Correct. Okay. And they didn't know it was her. They don't have pictures. They didn't know she was in charge. Right, right. Now, I they, know, I don't know if it was issue two or not. I don't know if it was the guy or the girl FBI agent. But they said, they they made a comment that, what if he's not in charge anymore? Right, she's right. She's ruling. And the, and the one guy was like, no. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, nah, come on. And in this issue, they confirm that. Okay. That she's in charge. They're coming to Briggs Lane for something completely separate, and she gets ambushed by someone else. Okay? Oh, okay, gotcha. And the cop gets out to try to help her, not knowing who she is, and then he realizes who she is. A gunfight ensues, and we'll go from there. You Pretty know? good? Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Can't wait for issue four. This is a... Uh, I'm a big independent comic guy. I, I, you know, I think my image pull list is like 16 or 17 books a month wow. from image alone. This is dark horse. I got a couple from IDW, uh, but this is easily one of my favorite books every month so far. Now this has been made into a TV show property for, for AMC. AMC. Yeah. It's, yeah. So it's going to be, it, it's touted as kind of their next walking dead. There you go. And that's originally why I picked it up. You know, I was yeah, like, eh. that's why I picked it up. You know, whatever. And then it I turned out to be. I on the next big Walking Dead craze. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Sell my number one for fucking 20 grand. Yeah. And uh, like I say, it, it was fan- It was way better than I thought it was going to be. Good. Know? Good. So. Yeah. I, I haven't read it yet, but I didn't know if I would continue to buy it. Yeah, that's how I was. But uh, I really like it. it. It reminds me of kind of a different sons of anarchy i don't know if you're similar watching show, similar it's about a crime family yeah. they're still human beings they're not total monsters you right. know what i mean they're just they're trying to they're, they're doing what they know and they're and they're trying to do it i guess the best way and she's trying to change things yeah she's trying the guy that, yeah that, that ruled it before she's uh She's she's as ruthless as her husband was, but less heartless. I right. would say. Yeah, yeah, has a right. little more she's of a heart. Tough. She's very, yeah, very she's tough. tough. And for a female, you know, it, it's 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 always refreshing in comics to get a a strong female character. Yeah. 
kind of get that that different perspective. You're like, holy shit. You know, that's the reason I thought it was funny when the FBI agent was like, she's not running shit. The right, wife, right. She's not running shit. And the whole time she was. Well, and what I like about her, too, is uh, it's nice to get that strong female character, like you said, that's not just a bitch. Like, because I right. feel like so many people, it, it, TV shows, too, feel like in order to make the female strong, they have to be just a just, just cunt, essentially. Right. And they don't have to. And she's not. She's right. a pretty likable character. Right. And except she's when you, strong, right, she's tough. Right, except you start thinking about some of the stuff she does to get things done. You're like, ooh, right, you know? right, yeah. Which no. is like, you know, like uh, like the Godfather or something. You know, John Gotti. Like people love John Gotti. If you think about what John Gotti was really about, he wasn't that cool of a guy, you know? Right. Nobody you should emulate. Right, exactly. All. That's kind of how she is. Uh, they're they're kind of doing that right now in The Walking Dead uh, in the comic book. I really, really hope that they do. They they're they're they've got something in store for Negan, like on the TV show, like they do in the comic book. Because I've never seen a villain arc. I don't don't really want to say swing the other way because he's still Negan. He's always going to be Negan, but he does some things to where you're like, you look at him different now. Okay, but then you think about the fucking shit that he's done, yeah. and you're like. I can't like this guy, but oh my God, I kind of have to now. It, it's some fantastic writing. That's interesting because uh, it, it would be hard to side with him yes, right now. it would be. Especially because I don't read the comic, but I follow the show. I'm and, uh, telling you, you, man. you picked up issue 100, and issue 100 is issue where Glenn dies. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the newest episode of Walking Dead, uh, it... That was one of the single best issues I've read in a long time. It was issue 100. The TV show was better than the comic book was, than issue 100 was, because so much more shit happened. And I'm kind of like, I, I just don't know if they can pull it off in the TV show. But I'm curious to see. It's been fantastic writing. It's just one of my favorite shows. But that the Negan character... Uh, I love. I just love villains. I love how villains can be written. They, they're, they're so sometimes they're more than three dimensional to me. Yeah, I think the villains are more intriguing than the heroes than the most heroes. of the time. A hero's only as good as the villain. Yeah, I, I fully it's agree with that. But we're not even talking about the Walking Dead book, which we should be, which we probably will in the future. But the <laughs> next book we're going to talk about that we have some some different view point of views on yeah. is the Dark Knight Three. Uh, it's in plastic. Sorry, there for the reminder. This is uh, six. Six. Book six. Book, yeah, six. book six. Dark Knight three. Uh, that this is a variant cover with uh, the Frank Miller variant cover. Um, won't you go first? I don't like it. <laughs> there you go. I don't hate it. Okay. So what would you give it out of ten? Fuck! I knew you were gonna fucking go there. Ah. <laughs> uh, Let's set the bar as like a 9.8 is that DC Rebirth issue. That was 10 for me. Yeah. I know you gave it a 10. I, I can never give anything a, a perfect 10. It was I'll give it like a 9.95. It it's it's what I judge all comic books against. Okay. For now. Okay. A single issue wise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this issue I would give a six, six and a half. Okay. As a story arc continues i'm giving it like a five okay 
I I could I could agree with the story arc as a five. Thought the first couple issues were decent, but we're talking about just book six, and I'd give it like a four point five. I can totally see that. Just just because, to me, if I give something a six, to me that's above average. Right. I feel like a five is average. Okay, yeah. And I don't think that's above average comic uh, book. For, but for a for a six dollar book, it's a below average. Well below. Average. If you're if you're paying six dollars for a book, it needs to be an eight or a fucking nine. Yeah, I I mean here's the things you know we'll we'll talk about the book itself, but you're paying six bucks for it. Okay, first of all, that's a knock. You know, absolutely. That's that's two comics. Absolutely. All right. It's also taking two to three months per issue. Yes. I'm sorry if you have ninety days, I expect your quality to be higher than if you have thirty days. I agree. Okay. So those are two major knocks. But uh, trying to not factor those in, even though they're a factor, um, I, I just think the dialogue is basic. It is basic. The uh, some of the art, you know, like we talked about the action, the mm-hmm. splash pages stuff are awesome. Like there, there's some there's some big highlights in the book. There's no doubt about that. But you know, like we kind of looked at some of the some of the stuff is off scale. Yeah. A lot of the background stuff loses a lot of detail. And I'm sorry, man. If you have 90 days to draw this book, you shouldn't be losing detail on anything. Absolutely true. You know, the I think the book is trying to come up with these crazy ideas. You know, uh, okay, we're gonna show a splash page. Yeah, that's that's one of the Kryptonians vaporizing a bunch of sons of Batman. The next one is uh, him taking out the tank, the Bat Tank, the Bat Tank. You know, pretty synonymous in the dark, dark night lore. Yeah, so those, those you know, those are awesome pages, those no are. doubt. Um, but I think this, I, this book, they they go into it like, man, we're gonna just shock the world with some of these big ideas, and they just don't work. You know, like the Superman lead suit look, looks horrible. Looks horrible. It does. Horrible. It, it's, what's his face doing? Is that a fucking helmet? Yeah, it's a helmet, I guess. That's scaled to his face, it's like. like like, so he can't, like a statue. yeah. So he can't like make any expression because then he wouldn't be inside his mat. I don't know. Yeah, I, um, I'm with you on that. I'm with you. I, I feel like Superman has done nothing in nothing. six issues worth of comics. Nothing. And then before that, he was he froze. Yeah, he was himself. frozen at first, and then since he's been thawed out, he's done nothing and at he, all. And he could have always got out, supposedly. Yeah. Until yeah. Carrie Kelly kind of right. So he kind of. Kind of pulled a Luke Skywalker on us and just bounced and watched the world go to <laughs> right, shit, right, you know? Yeah. Oh, I caused some of this. I'm out. Right. You right. know? Like, no, nah, motherfucker, you're a hero. It, yeah, you exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, and then should we, do we spoil it? Do we spoil this issue? Because I've kind of got tried to go non-spoiler. Go ahead and spoil it. Because okay, uh, if, I if, think we're talking people out of. Buying. Okay, if if you don't want me to spoil this, fast forward for like the next minute or something. Yeah, do do the la 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 thing. Yeah, Batman gets killed, right? By we don't know that. It, it, we it, think. It I mean, his, his heartbeat stops, and which has happened before, right? But that was yeah. It was planned. It was I, planned. I got you. I got yeah, you. yeah, and, and that was fucking terribly executed. Yeah, horribly. You know, and, and yeah. they're whooping this guy's name's Quar. Uh, he's the leader of the little, the Kryptonians that are still alive, Kandorians, and uh, Bat- Superman's like, do you want me to finish him? And, and me, myself, I was like, yeah, I'd love for you to fucking do something. Do that would that, be fantastic. I don't care if you're going to eat a turkey leg, man. Do, 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 something. do something. Let's get some action. Um, 
And Batman's like, no, let's let them recover and lick their wounds, which I don't understand at all. Especially being the Dark Knight Batman, who's like... He's brutal. Yeah, fucks it's people up. What, you know? what I love about right. Batman. And so after Batman makes that weird decision, Quark turns and shoots his, you know, laser beam from his eye and we think kill Batman. And the whole thing just felt forced and out of place. And the dialogue was bad. The dialogue was, yeah, Batman says, oh, oh no. You know, that's oh, no. like, that's that's not Batman at all. Um, no, he's not going to say that. And so that's why I think, I feel like they, they're going into this with these big grand ideas. We're going to shock people with this. And it's shock for the sake of shock. Shock right for the sake of shock. Yeah, and it's poorly executed. It's just, it's not doing, if if it only had, if it had more than just these three issues left, I'd drop the thing. Yeah. But it's only got three issues left. Azzarello is, be, is a better writer than this. Much better. I mean, his his current image book is fantastic. A Hundred Bullets is is one of the coolest, Classic. yeah, coolest stories ever. Story, yeah, it's one of the best. Yeah, he's, you know, um... And he's done some old, I think he did a Lex Luthor graphic novel that was really good. Yeah. And uh, he, he's good, but he's, you he's know, like good. I said, he's, uh, you know, I don't know if Frank Miller has more control of this and is making the story and Azarel is just trying to script it or what. I would, that is what we were talking about earlier with Santino and Lemire. This is the opposite where they're on the same page with each other. Seamlessly pages run into pages. This seems, the story seems discombobulated. It's like you're on one page, something's going on. You turn a page, something else is happening. And do you remember a few uh, issues ago where the Flash was running and he got his legs broke? Yeah. I still don't know where the fuck that scene came from. Like, you randomly throw Flash into the story to break his legs. Right. And I'm like, well, where the fuck? And then, then two pages later, it's that's gone. Well, and, and that's why I think I think that was another one of those just grand ideas. Oh, we're gonna show him break yeah, his legs, you know? Shock value. Yeah. Well, I mean, you had Aquaman ride in on the whale, which was an awesome splash page. Oh my god, that page was awesome. Where is he? <laughs> where is? Where he? did he go to? I mean, say what you want about Aquaman, but he's one of the strongest dudes in the DC universe. Yeah. I mean, he and he's been kind of legitimized since the New Fifty Two, and Absolutely. now this rebirth, you Absolutely. know. Um, yeah. He's Jeff Johns did a great job with him, but Johns could just write everything. Yeah, he he's a pretty damn versatile writer too. He is. Um, but but yeah, it's it's I don't know. And really, for me, if I think of the whole six issues that we've had so far, it nothing's happened. Like it's felt like two hours worth of story. You know, as far as like in the timeline, well, the Candorians like, killed a bunch of people. Yeah, the Candorians got out. They killed some people. They woke, we woke up Superman. That's kind of it. Yeah. And Batman's dead. Yeah, now Batman's dead. Like, that feels like that could have happened in the span of, like, two hours. Like, yeah. I, I just... I don't know, man. It hasn't been good. No. Um, I, it started out at, like, a seven. Yeah, issue one and two. I could have gave, you know, seven, 7.5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just... Every issue is just spiral. Straight downhill. The the back stories were awesome in the first couple. Yeah, the, there's an insert inside. It's Get like a mini, mini comic. Yeah, mini comic. Uh, yep. that Frank Miller's doing. I think he's writing and drawing. And, yep. And it's just... Not good. Well, it was at first. Like the Adam was good. Yes. Wonder Woman's was awesome. Uh, Laura's, yeah, kind of origin story or whatever. Where yeah, she was, with you know, Wonder Woman. Woman's back, you know, little papoose thing. Yeah, that was that awesome. Was good. Yeah, but since then, now. Yeah, it's, I was it's, like, it's, okay, these are cool. These are little like vignettes 
that are setting up the story. It's giving you a little backstory on what's going yeah. on in the main story. That's pretty cool. Then they went from just meaning absolutely nothing. Yeah, nothing. It's like, well, we got no more ideas for these mini stories. We, we got, you know, nine books. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, shit. Well, we'll do this. You know what I mean? I'm Frank Miller. I'm, I'm, I'm a god. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, 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 and not. Yeah, it's really, and like we talked about, the the best thing that's come out of these books so far has been all the variant covers because they've been. Yes. It's been cool seeing all the different artists kind of draw their take on Dark Knight Returns, yes. you know, on the big hulking, brutal Batman. Yes, that that's been awesome. Yeah, I've got yeah, several of them autographed and things. Yeah, and, yeah. Faye Box, Faye Box has had some really good, uh, some variants. Yeah, uh, I that, got that. The one I had there was the Frank Miller variant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sankowitz had that badass one on the horse. I got signed. Yes. Uh, Dave Johnson from the Red Sun. Uh, Kirkham, Kirk, Tyler Kirkham yeah. had a badass one. Simonson oh, yeah. had had a good one. Yeah, Maybe that's what I was thinking of. Does Faye Box have one? I don't. Well, he did the Dark Knight Returns that you have the print. Right. Um, Simonson uh, had a, an awesome one. Those Sean Murphy ones we got signed. Ooh, yeah, those are. Good. And I loved Sean Murphy's from issue two, where Batman's in the the Bat Jet. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're right, but that's that's not why we read comic books. Is for the fucking variant. Right, and, and and they're all going off of the original Dark Knight Returns, right? Classic. So. And, and right. don't let me talk about as as much as I've loved a couple of those Jim Lee variants. Six hundred dollars. Come on, Stop man. It. Come on. I don't give a shit how many you did. Right. I don't give a shit Come if it's on. the only one that you did. Yeah. I mean, maybe if you were on your deathbed and you script, you you sketched it out, <laughs> that would be worth six hundred yeah. fucking dollars. The the original art, six hundred bucks. I can do that. The original art, yeah. yeah. Not I can more do than five hundred. No. Was it five hundred or a hundred? Five hundred. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's stupid. All right, so as you can tell, we're not very big on DK three, which we're huge. I, I just said, man. I mean, wanted to be. Yeah, there's so many better comics out. You there's know, a ton just, of better comics out. Yeah, let's talk about one uh, for new fans watching the show. Uh, for people that want to get started into a comic book, this is maybe my pick of the week. Uh, was it last week? Two weeks ago, something like that. Okay, it been one of the. It'd been a let's call it, let's call it one of the strongest debuts we've seen in one a long of the strongest time. debuts we've seen in a long time. And he's from one of my favorite writers uh, and a fantastic artist, Mark Millar, uh, which I found out he's, he does say Miller. Does he? Yep. Because I was saying it to Doug at the comic book shop, and they was like, he 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 pronounces it Miller. I had no because idea. It's Scottish, the A, it sounds like an E. Oh, I had no idea. So okay. I didn't either, because I've always said Malar. Yeah, me too. Uh, but it looks like Malar. So if you're looking for it, uh, Reborn, uh, another strong female character, come, yeah. come to find out at the end. Um, this comic book hits on a lot of levels. Yeah. Um, it's, if you're younger, you don't think about death. As you do when you get older. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm in my 40s. Sam's in his late 30s. No, no, no. <laughs> Let's try, try that again. Early 30s. I'm just Early 30s. Yeah, early 30s. Um, but, you know, as older you get, you start, you start to think about your sense of mortality. 
your faith, what, I mean, like, what does this comic really say about faith? What have uh, you accomplished? What have you accomplished? The, the, the life that you led, the loved, loved ones that you've had mm -hmm. and lost. Yeah. Um, I don't want, I don't want to spoil anything for this. Okay. Cause I want people to read this like I did and go, holy fucking shit. Yeah. But what I do want to say is it, it talks about all those themes and is death the end? And if it's not the end, what is it? Mm -hmm. And if it's this, that would be fucking awesome. It would be awesome. It would be fucking awesome. There's a scene I've always, I don't know if, uh, if I could have a dream, it would be that I slay a dragon, like an actual dragon. Oh, that's cool. And there is a scene in this where there's a guy that says, Hey, let me take care of this. And she's like, take care of what? And he's like this. And he fucking, they're, they're fighting this horde of demons Beasts, or something. Yeah. Beasts. And he snatches the dude's axe out of his hand and jumps, and there's a dragon coming right at him, and he fucking hits the dragon in the head. Um, the artwork is fucking fantastic. Greg Capullo, even though he's an asshole. I was wondering if you were going to say that. Of course I'm going to fucking say that. He's an asshole. Yeah. Uh, but a fantastic artist. Yep. Um, Sam, you go ahead and tell me what you thought about it, and I'll, I'll, I'll try to find something. I just story. thought it was a really interesting take, not only on death, because usually... Without giving much away, we see there's your dragon spot. Yeah, we, awesome. you know, go ahead, show the dragon. Yeah, there's the dragon, uh, and there's the warrior. There's the warrior, and there he is hitting the, hitting the axe. Um, usually when we encounter stories about the elderly getting ready to for death, they tend to accept it. You know, my time's come. I've lived my life. Yada, yada, yada. And this is the opposite. This person right. does not want to go. Right. And, I and, can relate to. Yeah, I, I'm not looking forward to that, <laughs> you know? No, no, no. Um, I would say she's she's in her 70s. I think 77 yeah. was the age. Um, so, so that was interesting. It was an interesting take. Um, and it's a love story. I mean, essentially, the whole thing is a love story. You know what got me? And I, hate, I, I don't want to say... All right, she's... She's reminiscing about her life, okay? Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. person that didn't want to go. Uh, like I said, loved ones, she's lost pets that you've lost. I'm a huge, I'm a huge dog lover, huge yeah. pet lover. And the scene that got me was at the end when it looked to be that uh, blue. Was that, was that the I think so. Blue? Blue, how, and what he looked like now. Yeah. And he was like, is that her boy? Yeah. You know, and I yeah. was like, Oh my god! I mean, yeah. I ain't gonna say I cried, but there's some shit came up in the back of my eyes, and I, this book was just—it's hit, it hit me on levels that I don't think any comic book ever has. Okay. Um, and like I said, I had to go back and reread it again, and it was just kind of like holy shit—the the amount of awesomeness that he got in one issue. It was was phenomenal for me, and I will say, Mark Miller, Millar, however you want to say it, is one of my favorite writers. He's done a ton of shit that I love. We're going to talk about another book of his this week or last week, uh, Jupiter's Legacy, that I really, really liked. His stuff has been, if I have to say a word, just a little stale, and uh, some of his stuff, like Huck and all that stuff that he's written, 
very cool, and I've liked it, but I haven't loved it. There hasn't like, been much substance to it. It's a lot of fluff. Empress. Yeah, yeah that's... Looks fantastic. Yeah. And it's action-packed, and there's a lot of shit going on, and uh, Stephen Eminem is a fantastic artist. Stuart. Stuart Eminem? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. I'm thinking of McNiven. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Stuart Eminem. It's it's a beautiful-looking book. It's a fantastic. It's a fast-paced book. If you don't like getting bogged down a lot of reading, it's a great book. Not a lot of substance to it. No. Not a lot of character development. Not a lot of things we read comic books for. No. I don't know. I, I feel like this book goes downhill from here. <laughs> I just, I don't know if he can keep that pace up. That you that think that in this book. it's going to be like straight action now that they're. I think this next issue is going to be some a lot more action, and then I think in the third book he's going to get back into more because there's some loved ones we haven't seen yet. Right. that I'm sure we're going to. I mean, I'm sure he's setting that up. But uh, if you're a new comic book reader and you want something that's not really capes and, and, and Iron Man and, and, and Thors, I think this is a great book for you to pick up. Score it. Oh, nine, five. Okay. Score it. Eight, eight to, yeah. to nine. Eight, eight to a nine. Pro- why, probably a nine. Why wouldn't it be hard for you? Capullo's art, while fantastic, is looks exactly like his art did in the Batman run they just he had with Scott Snyder. Like, she's an old lady, okay? We said 77 years old. She looked just like Alfred. Like, I, I was like, she was wrinkled up like Alfred. And her face almost kind of looked like the Joker when he had his... His face cut off and it was all wrinkled and saggy and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it threw me off a little bit. Huh. The art was still fantastic. But it, it's hard for me when you have such a stylized artist to then separate, mm-hmm. you know. And, it, and, and we had a year, over a year of uh, Capullo and Snyder on Batman. Oh, five years. Five years. We had five years. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah five years. Year, no, it was like we, yeah. Yeah, we had five years. years of it. So... And it was the greatest Batman run of all time. Greatest Batman run of all time. Yeah. Um, Hands down. It's almost like sometimes when you'll see, you know, an actor or an actress in a certain role and it kind of defines them Mm -hmm. and then they're in another role. Yeah. And you're like, "Eh, that's, you know. um, I didn't mind it. So, so and and yeah, I don't want to say that it bothered me. That it took away from the story at all because it was like I, said, I mean I'm giving it a nine you know that's true yeah that's, um, a, that's a fucking high school yeah it, but it uh if I if I'm nitpicking why is it not a ten right that took that that made me pause a little bit um and then also it it was man it was up there it's cool and I'm so intrigued to see where it's gonna go. Yeah. With some of the image books that came out, number one, there's been a bunch lately. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been one or two that sucked me in a little bit more. Like this book I was reading, and I'm like, man, this is an awesome story. But I don't necessarily think I was in the story. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple image books that have taken me and like pulled me in the pages, you know? Yeah, fair enough. So, but like I said, still a nine. I mean, that's high as shit, you know. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and like, uh, for a fucking single issue, it's yeah. a book I recommend. There's a couple people who had who had said they were on the fence of getting it, and it didn't, and I was like, man, you should have picked that up. Should have picked it up. Absolutely. Um, 
And I'm really excited. I think it's going to be an eight-issue run. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's eight. I'm really excited to see where it goes. Eight issues, yeah. That's going to be uh, a lot. they got a lot of story to tell still. I mean, this was just set up. Right. Uh, I'm really curious how it goes. I hope it continues yeah, me uh, too. To, to build. Do you have anything in your stack over there? I got uh, Fuck Fairyland. Fuck Fairyland or I Hate Fairyland, the edited version. This is uh, Scotty Young's book that he, he does for Image and he... You want to talk about stylized? Yeah, he uh, he writes it and illustrates it and colors it and all that. He does everything. Um, so I'm sorry, he does not color it. He does he does the illustration and the inking and writes it. I, I think Fairyland's starting to get a little stale for me, honestly. The first arc was amazing. Yeah. Like I was like, oh my, I, you know, you remember how many times I was like, man, you gotta get Fairyland. Yeah. You get Fairyland. Yeah. It's hilarious, it and is. it was. It still is. Yeah, it's still funny. It's still really funny. The art's amazing. I mean, Scotty Young. Now it's stylized as hell. You can pick up any variant cover that Scotty Young's done and immediately know it's Scotty Young. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of the same issue over and over and it's over. Kind of same shit. Yeah, she kind of. Well, you, you thought she was going to find the key. She did. Well, she did. That's it's the right. end of the she arc. But then did. she killed the queen and had to stay. Had to stay. So now what are we doing? Now she's just kind of running around fucking people up. Right. Right. Which she did in the first arc. Right. She fucked people up. The post-apocalyptic uh, version is is pretty cool. Now, I have not read that yet. That's one of the issues. So I you can see her here. She sent herself back in time to warn herself that she picked the wrong tunnel and caused the apocalypse of fairyland and uh spoiler alert she chooses the wrong tunnel again like <laughs> like even even though she sends herself back in time to warn herself to pick the other tunnel she picks the wrong tunnel again um and that and that's also what's different about this comic if you if you, if you don't want superheroes capes crime violence well i can't say violence there's, there's a lot of a lot of violence but it's 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 cartoony violence yeah um uh, she fucks up all the time all she's the time. not a role model no no and for a fairyland story it's totally the other way right you know right so that's what initially turned me on to so much, when she's like yes. blowing away the moon, you know, and all this. That shit's hilarious. Yeah. So still a good book. Um, I still enjoy it. I'm not on the verge of dropping it or anything like that. Right. Not one I would necessarily recommend as far as if 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 you were like, hey man, what's what's the five best books I could pick up right now? Right. It wouldn't make it. No. But like you said, if you were like, man, I love independent books. I'm looking for something kind of funny, you know. What would you pick then? Then I would definitely recommend it. Definitely you recommend know? that book. So we'll, I'm interested to see how the next arc goes. I am too. Uh, and you never know. Scotty Young's able to, to, to flip the script off. Yeah, he's good. He, yeah, he's good. I think it's it's time for him to do that. And he's supposed to be, I haven't met him, but from he was at Lexington Con this year, which we didn't end up getting to go to. Yeah. He was there, which I was really disappointed uh, that I didn't get to go and see him. And a couple of my friends that, that saw him said he is absolutely the coolest dude you can meet in comics. Oh, oh really? Oh my gosh. They said, wow, they said, cool. uh, like one of them brought like 20 variants they had of him. Cause he's big for his variants. Oh yeah. And, uh, they're like, man, if you want to just sign a couple, that's cool. You know, I, I, I just, I didn't know what was too much. Or whatever. He was like, I'm here all day. It's fine. Signed like all 20 I'm of signing them. signing an autograph. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm benching 315. Right. Right. <laughs> he's like, I got this. That. And, uh, 
They say he was doing little sketches for people, little quick sketches, absolutely free stuff like that. Oh, that's you so know, cool. they said they said he's really kind of a a man of the people. You know, so you but, know. And, and and I know it doesn't mean a lot to some people, but I'll can and unless this book just totally goes to shit, which I would probably buy just for the artwork, <laughs> right? Honestly. Right. But hearing shit like that, it makes me want to support. Yeah, a guy like that. Yeah, uh, if he's gonna be cool to the fans, which the fans were fucking made him to begin with, then uh, I'm definitely gonna continue to pick that book up yeah but we're gonna move on to a uh we love capes and this is one of our favorite favorite capes uh actually it's not his book but he's in it uh deathstroke uh number five the rebirth that's this is the newest issue we're going to kind of talk about four and five because this is a bi-monthly book Uh, yeah yeah bi-monthly book comes out twice a month okay uh it's only 2.99 so as we were saying earlier with the Dark Knight book, six bucks. I think it's I think it's bi-weekly. Bi-weekly, I mean, it come out twice a week, right? No, I think that's once every two weeks. Okay. So we're meatheads. We don't fucking we know. Don't fucking but anyway, know. yeah, I think because I think bi-monthly is every two months. That makes sense. I think because weekly is once a week. I think hey, bi-weekly so is bi-weekly. a week. I think. Yeah, yeah, no, I think it comes out twice a month. comes out twice a month. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So you're getting twice the issues. Uh at first, we, we, we'll talk about this as an arc because both these stories kind of go together. And uh, when I say our favorite cape, I meant Batman. Batman is the guest player in the last two Deathstrokes, four and five. Uh, Deathstroke is trying to find out who's, who has a contract on his daughter, Rose, to kill her, the Ravager. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's also in the hitman business as well. Well, the, his his uh, chase has taken him to Gotham City, and he knows the one person that he has to have to find out what's going on in Gotham City is Batman. So, last issue and this issue, you've read both, right? Yep. The cat, for me, the cat and mouse between Deathstroke and Batman has been fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Love it, love it, love it. Love the mind games that they play with each other. Love the dialogue, which leads me into talk about Chris Priest, who probably did the best Black Panther run ever. I know you don't think Tanishi Coates has done the best Black Panther run ever. You heard me talk about that book on this <laughs> show lately. Uh, if they'd have called that book Wakanda. You know that comes out next week. I seen that. <laughs> the world of. Like, I was like, that was our idea. That was our idea. Yep, the world of Wakanda. The world of Wakanda, which I knew he was trying to build a world. And I don't want to get too far off of on Tanisha right. Coates, but haven't liked that at all. Chris <laughs> Priest definitely has the best Black Panther run to me. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, this, and, and you made a great point, when the story started becoming more linear and there wasn't all this flashback in the first few, a few episodes or a few issues, which I did not mind. Because I know Priest kind of does that sometimes. It was a little convoluted. It was. Now that it's went more linear, it's really, really picked up. With Batman showing up, it's really picked up. Chris Priest writes a really good Batman. Yeah. Uh, I love the I love the line where Ravager basically Deathstroke has kidnapped Robin, Damian, Damian Wayne. Okay. And uh, has him in this vat, filling it up with water. It's like a death trap. While Damien continues to talk shit to yeah. Deathstroke. Uh, Ravager basically goes to Batman's like, Hey, look, Deathstroke needs your help or we're going to kill your partner. 
And Batman says, he wouldn't be much of a partner if I had to worry about him getting killed all the time. Yeah. And it's like, I'm out. Right. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. You know, uh, he's badass Batman, but the we talk about this all the time. The thing that I love about Batman the most is he's one, two, if not three steps ahead of everyone, even a master tactician like Deathstroke. Or is he? Deathstroke has made himself... He's elevating himself up in the DC universe, I think, mm-hmm. with this story run. What do you think about it? Yeah, I think so, too. And I think that's purpose, uh, purposely done by DC because, you know, they've announced Deathstroke is the villain exactly. in the Batman solo right, movie, right, right. Which, which is going to be pretty cool. Oh, my God. That's, I, I'm really excited to see the martial arts aspect of oh, that. Oh, yeah. The fight scenes should be just fucking sick. Yeah. that's sick. that's. But we, that's we, what I like about Stroke, too, is he's very much uh, – I don't want to say the Captain America, but as far as a, a, a strategist, yeah, uh, he's got that mind, yeah, and, and, and he can, he's putting pieces on the on the board. But it's what's great about this is that what Chris Priest did not do is this ain't the first time these two have met, and he plays on their history, yeah, because Batman tells uh, Ravager, yeah, that's this is what Slade, does. yeah, he's not doing, we that. don't play that, yeah, you know, and it's like. It was just one thing, and, and then sometimes, like when he's got the the, she's like, "What's in the bag?" And he was like, "A low yield nu- nuclear bomb that can level Gotham City." You're right. And I'm like, "What? What the fuck did that?" But he was still doing his thing. Yeah, she wow. interrupted him. And she interrupted him, and the whole time, Bats has got it covered. And then where it looks like Damien's in deep shit, Damien had it covered. Right. And then when they finally meet up at the end of the issue they knew what was going to happen at it was a foregone conclusion yeah what was going to happen i didn't see i i I can't see maybe you can i can't see it till the end and i love that it's like holy shit that happened oh holy shit that happened yeah i love comic books that hide the end of the issue not just the whole story arc not the not the four or five issue story arc at the end. You really hate it when you can see what's coming oh my in issue three. Yeah. When it happens in issue six. You're like, what the fuck did I buy that for? This has been a fantastic book for two ninety nine. If you want to start with issue three, issue four. Issue four is uh, the first of Batman, I think. Is it the first of the arc, though? I think this is still the first arc. I think this is still considered the first arc. Maybe it is. It just says lies, lies, and lies next issue. Yeah. So, okay. Go back and get them all. They're $2.99. <laughs> right. So, maybe you wait for the trade. I don't know. But this is a... I fucking love this. Well, and that's my point to talk about a book we've already talked about. two ninety nine for that book. Or five ninety nine for Dark Knight 3. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, trust me. I, yeah, this... This... For two, if this was three ninety nine, okay. In retrospect, let's look at it like this: if this was a five ninety nine book, I'd be okay with it. Yeah, I'd be okay with it because for me, the story has been that good. The artwork is not fantastic. It's no, no Sean it's, so, it's solid, but it's so, it's not distracting. It's when right. the artwork is bad and it becomes distracting to me to the story. 
that's where I kind of draw the line. Uh, a story has to really, really be good to overcome that kind of artwork. And typically, they don't. That doesn't happen. No. Um, but if this was five ninety nine book, I'd be fine with it. But it's two ninety nine, so it's a fucking steal in my book. And if and if we reversed it and said the Dark Knight three was two ninety nine, I still wouldn't like it. I, I'd right? be I'd be better with it, but I I'd still would be like I'd still be like. This story doesn't make sense, uh, and so on and so forth. And yeah, it wouldn't feel like I'm getting kicked in the nuts when it does. When right. Three months later, when the next issue does come out, right? You're like, oh man, I got to pay six dollars for this. Um, rate Deathstroke. Oh, oh, rate Deathstroke. The the current issue. That issue. That issue. Oh, that issue's big for me. Nine. Okay, I'll go. 8.4 great story uh loving the dynamic with damien and deathstroke Mm -hmm. and the dynamic with rose and batman Mm -hmm. because you kind of see how out of Mm. uh their league batman is you know out of rose's league batman Mm -hmm. is you could tell she's a rookie essentially uh i think the art takes away from the score a little bit because like we said it's it's not it's it's not bad it's not distracting it's fine but it's nothing special uh that that could be done that art could be done by just about any artist we meet at a comic con yes you know um so i think that's why i drop it down a little bit it's more it's more it's less when i write things i kind of try to take that issue into account and other issues and what i mean by that is my 8.4 isn't saying necessarily that this Deathstroke issue wasn't all that good. It's, But I'm thinking there's other things I liked better. So I've got to bring it down mm-hmm. a little bit on the score. Okay. Yeah, no, that's still, still a great book. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah. I, I, I Luke, to talk about Luke again, because, you know, I see him all the time. He's like, man, I'm thinking about picking up a second DC book because he's currently getting Batman's, his only DC okay. book. I said Deathstroke. Deathstroke, yeah. Because that's the one you should get. That's the one you should get. And especially with the movie coming out. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of these people, that's what got their toe in the water to begin mm-hmm. with was the movies. There's a, other awesome DC books. Superman Rebirth has been fantastic. Um, Green Arrow has been really good. Yeah, yeah. But but I think Deathstroke has been the other great DC book. Yeah. It's since Priest has came out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris Priest is, is fantastic. Yeah, with the Rebirth. With the Rebirth. Rebirth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Rebirth has changed a lot. I thought the Deathstroke New 52 wasn't that great. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't horrible, it but wasn't it, was, horrible. it was real average. I, I liked it. There was a lot of action in it. Yeah. And sometimes I just want action. Sometimes yeah. I don't want a lot of dialogue. I don't want to think a lot. Yeah. Like an like a action movie. Like an yeah. 80s action movie. Like that Hardcore Henry. Like that Hardcore Henry. Not a whole lot. We, of, we need to review that. We do. You liked yeah. that we shit, didn't have. you? We should have reviewed it. Fucking you liked it, didn't anyway. you? Yeah. yeah loved it, was, it. it was badass. It was fucking badass. Yeah. Uh, didn't see the end coming with the... Uh, ooh, I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. The chick. Yeah. Didn't, I was right. like, oh! Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Dirty man, bitch. Should have known she was going to be Anyway. Kind of like reality. Now we're going to switch it. <laughs> right. Yeah, it is kind of like reality. Um, from a book like that, well, I don't want to say a book like that because um, that that that's there's a lot of thinking in the in that Chris Priest run. Well, you could uh, say superhero book. A superhero book. Yeah, we're going to go back to an an, an image title, a uh, an independent title that is probably. It's not a whole lot of time. Will we get another issue before December? Yeah. 
Okay. Well, three issues in, I, it might can make my my top five list. Yeah. Seven, Seven to, to eternity. eternity. And that right there. There's the Mud King. Um, the God of Whispers. The God of Whispers. Don't hear his offer. Yeah. It'd be the last thing you ever do. Um, this is issue two. Issue one, I really liked. I thought it set up things. Very different take. This is not a crime story. This is not a superhero book. This is a pretty much a post-apocalyptic yeah, kind of fantasy world. world. Fantasy world. Uh, this issue brings in a lot. I need after reading this, I wanted to go back and read the first issue. I've not yet, but I will. Uh, I don't know what to say about it other than. I'll start with saying, yeah, that's exactly where I was going to start. Opeña's art. You know, I was saying Sorrentino's got to be considered that short list is one of the best. Opeña might be the best. He he might be the best artist currently working. I'm not saying he is 100%. Some people love Sean Murphy, which is great. I love Sean Murphy. You know, some uh, Tyler Kirkham's coming up. Faye Box coming up. You know, you still got Jim Lee will do some shit sometimes, you know, which I know people love. I think they're all I'm, second tier. I love compared to this guy. I love Daniel Acuna. Too bad he's stuck on that Sam Wilson shit. Um, so there, all, there's a lot of really awesome ones, but I think Opeña is is right there, if not the. Th- those guys are uh, first team All Americans. Yeah, playing college. Opeña is in the pros. Okay. Um, Sean Murphy too you think Sean Murphy's a step below no no Sean Murphy is the guy that I would probably put on that level okay uh, everybody else I love everybody else oh uh, uh, Asad Rabik yeah Asad Rabik I would put in the pro level um, everybody else fantastic I love it like when I see them on books I'm like oh I gotta have it mm-hmm. But like when you go through, when you flip through the pages of this, and just the detail and yeah. the color and the creature design, uh, he just he creates a world uh, all his own. Yeah. It's like no one else can really, other than maybe Murphy, could could can kind of capture that. Much like Murphy did on Tokyo Ghost. Yeah. Kind of created his own world with his own. You know, you can look take one look at uh, a vehicle. Or a building and go, Sean Murphy, Sean Murphy. Mm-hmm. Opinion has that trademark look. Yeah. Um, oh, so, what do you think of the story? I, th- I think the story is fantastic. It's uh, Rick Remender, who's on that list of best writers. Yeah, he's definitely up there. And what's interesting about Remender is so many times his stories are the same. If you really break them down, you know, it's, it's dystopian, it's post-apocalyptic, it's typically pessimistic. Oh, yeah. It speaks poorly about where our society is in its current state and things like that. But every time he tells it, it's somehow fresh. <laughs> I don't know how he does it, you know, because um, everything he writes is fantastic. Um, but this one feels a little different. It this does. one's a little fantastical compared to to deadly class and black science. I mean, even Tokyo ghost was its own fantasy world, but it still spoke so much about where our society is going with right, technology right, and stuff. Right. This just feels like they just wanted to create this universe. Yeah. Uh, to me, this rings more. It's more family oriented. 
okay. than his other stuff. His other stuff is very lone survivorish. Okay. Deadly class, orphan, orphans. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what was the, oh Tokyo Ghosts? You know, Led and 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 Debbie were kind of them against the world, and then just Debbie, and then just Debbie, right? Yeah. Um, Lowe has kind of a family feel to it. It does. I forgot about Lowe. But yeah. but yeah, no, you're right. Uh, um, but this is like generations. Yes. You know what yeah, I mean? Sins like, of the Fathers type yes. of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Sins of the Fathers. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. Uh, that's what I like about it. But the, 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 the thing about issue two that struck me the coolest was... I was reading the origin of the Mud King and I didn't realize it till the end. Right. That was cool as shit. Yeah. And something that I haven't, I haven't read something like that in a long, long time to where I got to the last two pages and went, motherfucker, it's the Mud King. Right. You know, this, I love it when comics do that to me. I love it. This was one of the books I was talking about that I was sucked in. And right. that's why you don't realize it's the Mud King's origin because you're going through it as they're going through it. You're not reading the story. Right. You know, and and then all of a sudden it's like, it's the Mud King, oh shit, you know, I was there. I didn't see that happening, you know, and and so on and so forth. Uh, This book, as soon as I, I loved issue one. Like issue one, I'd probably say was like, you know, a nine, 9.2. I was like, "This this is great, man. I can't wait. Issue two was a book that immediately, once I finished, I was like, why the fuck don't I have issue three to read? Right. And Reborn, I loved. It was like, I can't wait for issue two. Right. But I'm going to wait for it. You know, says 72 Eternity, when that ended, I was literally like kind of pissed off that I didn't have the next issue yet to read. Right. That's how engrossed I was in it. Right. So that's where I'll give Reborn like a nine, you know. This to me will get you know a nine five nine six. I would give us a nine five. And uh, I give us a nine five. Uh, you know, I think I think Opeña's art is a little cut above Capullo's. Capullo's is fantastic. Fantastic. But Opeña's a little step ahead of him. Yeah. Capullo's all American. And uh, not a pro. um, I mean, just just. I mean, like one okay. of my one of my big things. Not to cut you off. One of my no. big things with comics is. I think they sometimes get bogged down because we're seeing the same characters over and over and over and over, especially villains. Okay. And and especially like say, take Batman greatest rogues gallery there is. But a lot of times when I'm reading something with Batman and I, and I'm encountering like, uh, uh, Mr. Freeze or Clayface or professor pig, who I particularly don't like, or Hugo strange. I'm like, man, why can't I be reading about the Joker? Cause the Joker's amazing. You know, so even though there, there's these great rogues, you're still leaning again towards one or two villains. Right. Okay. So I'm, sometimes I'm like, I'm like yearning for something new, a character that catches you, you know? And when they invent one, sometimes it works. Court of Owls fucking worked. Court of Owls is now some of the coolest villains in Gotham. Right. Okay. A lot of times it doesn't. Like Professor Pig to me, right. you know, who Grant Morrison created. He's stupid. He's a fucking gimmick, you know? I feel like the Mud King, this God of Whispers, is something I've never seen, and I think he's going to stick. Like, I think he's going to get on as one of those villains, and I'm like, he was fucking awesome. He was fucking awesome. And, and I really think it's Remender's take on Satan, right. or on the devil. You know? Oh, sure. I, Let I, me I, give you what you want, yes. 
And now, in turn, you're a slave to me. You're a slave to me. You know? Right. Yeah. How insidious and cool is that? You right, know? Right. And, and, and this, but you, you were talking about things being fresh and new. You talk like, about the teammates. Huh? The, the little teammates that the came teammates. They yeah. were awesome, like, too. I'm going to show you this. And, like, that's some of Opeña's artwork on, on, the, on the teammates there. I mean, just look at the fucking detail. Well, they were cool. Their powers were different. Like, yeah. this chick rips off her arm and attaches it to herself and now she's got the new arm, you know? Well, and she gets her arm cut off. Right, right. And then and she then grabs she his like, arm. It's only gentlemanly to give me yours. And yeah, you took mine. Rips that guy's arms off and puts it right on her. her. Yeah. Like, yeah. That yeah. shit was awesome. That shit was awesome. It was awesome. And, and it's, it's, it's not superhero-y, but they're superheroes. And they're just, they're just different look to them. Mm-hmm. There's, of course, different abilities. They're, they're, they're kind of like rebels with powers. Yeah. And, and we don't know her story yet, uh, but we're going to get it. Can't wait to find that. out. Oh, yeah. And, and that's another thing that makes it just a fucking great book is, like you said, why don't I have issue three? I want to read. I, I want issue three. I need to know more about these these characters. I want to know more about the Mud King, the story. How's it mm-hmm. going to unfold? Uh, did he take the deal? Right, right. Did he not take the deal? That's right. kind of. And, and, and some kind of books just end in cliffhangers. And you're like, ugh. This ended in a cliffhanger, and you were kind of like thinking, oh, I don't know, did he? Right. Did he get interrupted? Do we know that yet? You know right, what I mean? Right. So, well, very, what, very cool. And I thought that speaks to this issue because, okay, that's the main thing. Did Adam take the deal or did he not? Right. But it's like the fifth thing me and you just talked about. Right. That's an amazing issue. Amazing issue. So. Um. Nine, did you say 9.5? I said, yeah, 9.5, 9.6. I might go higher than that. I might go 9.8. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I loved it. Yeah. Loved it. And, and I haven't read it again yet, and I need to read yeah. it again. Uh, but we're running really long on time. I didn't want to run this on day, but I got two books that I have to talk about. Yeah, talk about them, Root. Um, Jupiter's Legacy. Mark Millar. Frank Quarterly. Quietly. Frank Quietly. Always <laughs> fucking say his name wrong. Uh, that's the variant cover. Uh, another great artist to me is Frank Quietly. He doesn't will, do it for me. I know. He doesn't. And it just try, it, it kills me that he doesn't. And the, the, I think he is one of the best action artists going. Uh, and that's one of the things I love about this book. This is the second volume of Jupiter's Legacy. There was a, a first volume, and it, they were basically I think, children. I don't think Quietly did the art on the first volume. Yeah, they did. Did he? Yeah, that's the only reason I bought it. Okay. Uh, now, what he didn't do was the second book that was called Jupiter's Circle. Okay, maybe that's what. Jupiter's Circle was the story of about, of about the, these superheroes' parents. And about how they acquired their powers and about the super team that they worked in. There was homosexuality. There was adultery. There was drug use. There was, uh, it was, uh, they were started in the 50s. They kind of migrated into the 70s. They were older. And now their kids are manifesting superpowers. Some of the old guard are still have resentment towards these kids' parents and things that happen, big war. Big war ensues. 
New World Order, basically, by kids with abilities that really shouldn't be in charge. So you've got a small sect of the super of superhero kids that are still trying to uphold their parents' legacy and do the right thing, but there's a lot against them. Uh, some of them are just trying to survive. Some of them want to bring back the world order the way it was, but better. And the the... The one thing that this book has suffered from is character development. The first arc. Now that I know this kid's parents from Jupiter's leg or Jupiter's circle, now in this volume two, you're getting more characters fleshed out, along with fantastic action. It's brutal, and I and it's a different superhero story. It's not. It's not just people that can fly. It's not just people that have super strength. It's, this guy is a telepath, telekinetic, super strength, can fly. I mean, it's like, holy shit, how could you beat that guy? Oh, this is how you beat that guy. So, it's so, so cool. Um, the bad thing about this book is, I didn't realize this, $4.99. Ooh. I didn't realize that. It's $4.99. Um, that's a little high. I really don't know if I could recommend this book to new readers without going back and saying read Jupiter's Legacy Volume 1. If you mm -hmm. read that, great art. Again, Frank Quietly's on that book as well. Uh, Mark did, Millar, which we've talked about. Who did Circle? Who did the art on that? Was it I don't was know. Was it Francis You? Because I feel no. like that's what I said. No? No, it wasn't that good. Okay. It wasn't that good. If, if there's one knock on this whole thing. It was the artist on that. Hmm. Now, it was a very retro looking. And I think they did that for a reason because it's a retro take. Because it's like sits in the mm -hmm. 60s, kind of into the 70s. Uh, a lot of political stuff that was going on. The government. The kind of, you know. It's it's a very fresh take on a new superhero world. And uh, the, the kid the kid in this book is, is fantastic. Um, it's, it's just a fucking good book. Uh, I enjoy the shit out of it. And one of the reasons is because of Quietly's art. Now, the second book, did you read this? No, I you want to. This shit. Okay. This is a, you want to talk about an independent book. Uh, <laughs> this is pretty much as independent as you get. Uh, from Boom Studios, Warlords of the Appalachia. Okay. Now, when I was reading this book, I was immediately casting people. So, for me to do that, I was like, holy shit. It's just, uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson, the way he writes this stuff, it, it's, it's seamlessly. Like, it reads like a action movie or TV show. Okay. Uh, and let me, let me kind of set it up. It is, I don't want to say post-apocalyptic, post but it's... Kentucky has seceded from the United States. Okay. Like we said, fuck it. Okay. Hillary becomes president. Let's get, fuck you. We're out of here. In the comics she does? No, no, no. Oh, no, no. okay. No, I'm just saying. Just giving she an did. example. We don't know that story yet on why. Why they seceded. Uh, it was basically, you know, we're tired of the government. Okay. It was basically like one of these militias uh, in the hills they had their little compound. The whole state did it. And there was a war. We lost. 
and they're kind of in the process of taking back Kentucky into the Union, into the United States. Well, they're, they're rationing food. Uh, things are still real bad. There's still a sect of rebels. We still have some sympathizers in the government to us. A lot going on. Um, this guy, I can't think of his name now. I read this more than two weeks ago, so bear with me. But he he's a badass, and everybody knows him as a badass, and he has a family that he's protecting, and Cade Mercer. Cade Mercer's his name. Cade has a son that maybe special needs. Uh, there's something that happened where he's blue. Okay? Don't really know how that all happened yet, but he doesn't talk. A lot of these children or people that have been changed, they're shot on sight. Cades isn't, because I think it's Cades. Um, that some people don't want to fuck with him. He's that badass. A bunch of things happen. A bunch of wheels start turning. A bunch of dominoes start falling. Puts Cade in a very precarious situation. He has to make take action. And when he does, it's going to be huge consequences, huge fallout. Uh, again, a different world, a different setting as far as comic books go. Uh, it's something I haven't, I haven't ever read before. You know, uh, excellent, excellent first issue from Boom Studios. Uh, I, I, I think I tweeted this out. You got a hit on your hands. Uh, I, I, and like I said, I can see, I, for, for whatever reason, I see John Cena uh, <laughs> as, as Kate. Uh, he's a big guy. He's physically imposing, but he's smart, um, very strategic oriented and he was some I, I'm going to say he was some type of really big military figure in that battle that's it looks like Kentucky lost but uh, and plus we live in the state of Kentucky so I thought that was really cool that yeah. uh, we finally have a comic book where that's the stage and I really hope he gets into maybe like some of the geography and demographics of, of it all cool. uh, yeah because I, there, he's going on the run after this Cade's world's going to change. Maybe he gathers resistance with him. Maybe he's what the resistance needed to, to maybe take the next step. I don't know. But a fantastic book. Uh, check it out. I, I really yeah, like yeah, to, I want uh, to for sure. Uh, really like to hear what you say. I mean, the artwork is 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 okay. Yeah, it's good. It looks good. It looks good. Um, I mean, that looks really good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I was just showing like a, a picture of a... Of the, of the mountains in the, the Appalachia area, basically. Um, but, yeah, it's, yeah, he's... Uh, got a big-ass tank. got a big-ass tank. Uh, and he's got some friends in the military, so they're kind of helping him out. But check it out. Drop me a, drop me a comment on what you think about it. Uh, I know Phil Kennedy Johnson has expressed interest on coming on the show. That'd be uh, awesome. That would be awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of making that happen. So that would be cool. Like uh, issue two comes out, no more about the story. Uh, no more about if I like it or not, or if I continue to like it. Or not. Right. Sometimes right. issue two comes out, it's like, oh well, issue one blew you blew your load yeah. on issue one. Uh, but issue two, uh, I really really look forward to it. Uh, guys, hour and a half really really went longer, but we had a big stack of books. I still got a bunch of books we haven't talked about. Uh, Black uh, Monday Murders. Yes. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, maybe on my 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 top five list. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very very 
detailed. Yeah. Uh, Killer Be Killed is another good book. Um, We haven't talked about yet The Fix. Fix is amazing. Fix is amazing. Uh, I'm still some issues behind. Are you? Yeah, I'm still some issues. Well, you know, I had to get them all. I had to go right, back right. And get them all. Which? Well, they're on. I think they're on a break right now. Oh, are they good? Yeah. That means I can catch up. Yeah. Uh, the Walking Dead. We're. I'm gonna have to start talking about that book. Uh, just because of this whole villain arc with 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 me. Uh, and it won't spoil anything from the show. The show does a really good job of, of changing things up from the comic book to the TV show to keep everybody interested. They do a fantastic job, phenomenal job. Uh, guys, hit me up Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Blazing Defender Report, Blazing Defender. Google it, you'll find it. I'm on iTunes. Don't forget, drop that five star review. Have a chance to win. Loot Crate. Uh, Comic Jacked. Uh, I want to talk about this Facebook group for just a second. Comic Jacked on Facebook. It's a closed group. Ask for an invite. Uh, we'll let you in, no problem. They do these battles. Like, you're a Swamp Thing fan. Mm-hmm. I like Squirrel Girl. Okay. I say, just, do you? Yeah, no, not really. <laughs> just thought I was trying to think of somebody fucking random. Okay. Sam can get on there and go, uh, Swamp Thing's the baddest dude, blah, 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 because of this. And I can get on there and go, yeah, well, Squirrel Girl would kick his ass. And they set up this tournament, and you post pictures and images, and you come up with phrases. And there's another guy on there that writes, like, your interludes. And it's kind of like Dungeons & Dragons for... Who's best? Who's the best? And it's it's really cool. They do a bunch of different tournaments and stuff. Uh, it's, you know, these guys get on there and they know their shit, man. I mean, they're burning. I don't know if they're burning the internet up or they're <laughs> just going straight off their knowledge of, of comic book characters. But it's really, really cool. I just get on there and kind of troll their page. I don't get into a lot of the, the battles because I get mastered. But uh, it's really, really cool stuff. Check them out. Uh, Giant Size Team Up. Go to that network page, GiantSizeTeamUp.com. We've got a lot of shows, a lot of better shows than this one. We've got a show with girls that drink wine, talk Star Trek and other stuff. They were oh, yeah, we tried to holler at them once. Yeah, boob, boobs and phasers. Yeah, boob, boobs, <laughs> boobs and, and phasers. <laughs> but we, I boobs, boobs and tasers. <laughs> we actually, I actually did fuck that up. Uh, on the show one time. So Did they ever respond to any of that nah, stuff? They, they don't like that What the fuck? Uh, but uh, breaking, breaking the panel, uh, basically they talk about everything that's going on, comics, movies. We do big roundtable discussions on stuff. Uh, please check it out. There's a lot of good shows on there. Find something you like. Other than that, guys, if you reached this far, an hour and a half in, your family, appreciate that. Thank you for making part of your week. Want to thank Big Sam for coming on, for helping me out. He, he he's not on the show all the time, but when I need fucking help, there's no one to do the heavy lifting like this guy does. So uh, reach out to me. I know everybody reached out to me last time he was on the show. Love, we love Big Sam. Big Sam's on the show. <laughs> so well, you know, maybe Big Sam buy the house behind us here, and we'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll get a garage. I'm and, moving uh, in. Moving in. I'm moving in, Shannon. Watch out, Shannon. (laughs) But guys, thank you very much. Uh, New comic book today. Get out to your local comic book shop. Buy some of the stuff that we talked about today. Let me know what you think. Give me a comment. Would love to hear your emails. Would love to 
talk about what you want to talk about. Tell us what you're thinking about uh, Remender, Aaron, Opeña. Give us your top five artists. Give us yeah. your top five books. And uh, hell, you never know. We might read one of them on the air. So uh, thanks, guys, for tuning in. And for that, Blazing Defender. Big Sam. We're out of here. Thanks, guys. Peace.